As entrepreneurs, we only have to do two things really well. Number one, we got to deliver a world-class client experience. We got to differentiate ourselves from everybody who's competing with us. And number two, we have to go ahead and have more people raise their hand to explore working with us. Well, that doesn't happen unless we've got the first one really going well. And I have an unbelievable expert. He's a remarkable entrepreneur. He's the chief amazement officer of his own company. He's a fellow entrepreneur like ourselves, but he's worked with some of the most successful firms. It's funny, I was looking at his list and, you know, American Airlines, uh, uh, AAA, Heiser Busch, AT&T, Aetna, Abbott Lab, American Express, and I was just starting with a few of the A's, so I'm not going to read the whole client list. But he, not only has he specialized in delivering world-class client experiences, but he's a Hall of Fame speaker and he's a best-selling New York Times and Wall Street Journal uh, author. And he's going to come and share with us some amazing insights that's going to help you accelerate your success. I'm John Bowen. We're at AESNation.com. Stay tuned. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep, think bold, drive hard, watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com. Jeff Heikad, uh, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy day to join us. John, it is great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, I am really excited. Uh, we got uh, introduced by a mutual friend, a really good friend, Bill Bacharach. Uh, Bill said, you got to meet Shep. And uh, after watching some videos and your book, I, I had already sent out the invitation because I know Bill would only recommend the top in the world. And you are. And, you know, I, I want to dive in, you know, right away to this client experience. But I want to get a little background here for all our fellow entrepreneurs, how you got to where you are doing what you're doing, making such a difference, not only with your own clients, but with so many firms, so many fellow entrepreneurs. Wow. Well, uh, my first entrepreneurial experience came when I was 12 years old, believe it or not. I, I started uh, my own business. Uh, I was a birthday party magician. Now, that doesn't seem like it'd be much of a business, but the reality of it is it was quite a business. Uh, I came home from my first engagement. I was, like I say, 12 years old. There were, I don't know, 15, 20 kids in the audience, all six-year-olds. I actually made $16 that day. A few bucks went to the candy to give away to the kids. And when I came home, I said, you know, this is really cool. I want to do more of this. I've been doing magic, playing around with it since I was about 10. Within a matter of about two years, I was doing anywhere from eight to 10 magic shows each week. Charging back then, probably I was at $50, $60. And I know that by the time I was 15, 16 years old, I was making $75 to $100 a magic show. Now you think about that. I'm, I'm a teenager in the 1970s, I'm earning more than my teachers are that are teaching at school each week, each month. My parents are actually teaching me the skills necessary to be uh, you know, good at what I do and to get repeat business. So that's where it all started for me. And, and of course, it, it grew from there. Yeah, so you, got, you had that early magic that you know, build on this world-class client experience. So that's, that's great. I mean, it's, it's you know, so much of client experience is a little bit like show business. And, you know, as 
fellow entrepreneurs, one of the biggest challenges people have is they, you know, there's so much noise in the marketplace. And maybe let's let's start in. You know, one of the messages we hear over and over again as entrepreneurs is we need to differentiate ourselves. Right. Uh, How do you do that? Well, let's go back to when I'm 12 years old again. Okay. I just did a meeting. I, I presented a speech at a meeting. Uh, it was the uh, audience were professional speakers, consultants, uh, there were some lawyers, accountants, uh, people that really are more in the service type industry. And I had never done this before, but I started to tell this story uh, in front of this audience. And I said, you know, this is what my parents made me do. I came home that night from that first magic show. I wrote a thank you note. Mom said, go upstairs, write a thank you note. My dad said, follow up in a week, make sure they were happy. And you told me that little Johnny, whose birthday party it was, had a little sister. Ask when the sister's birthday party is. Oh, is that brilliant? Okay, so a couple of things are going on here. You ask about differentiation. The thank you note is a differentiator. You know, today we can thank people a hundred different ways. We can, you know, send a handwritten note, which is pretty impressive sometimes. Even an email, a text, uh, pick up the phone and call someone. So many different ways to say thanks. Well, I was combining both the handwritten note, picking up the phone, thanking them again asking them for more business. My dad said also, you always need to show up early. Part of, and he didn't call it this, but I call it this, part of what makes people successful in any business is when they can create customer confidence. In other words, that customer Mm -hmm. is completely confident with what you provide. So my dad would say, call a week before the event. Let them know that you know what time it is. That's just kind of like a check-in. And then never show up on time, never. Always show up early. Now, how early? We figured in about 15, 20 minutes before that magic show started, the parent was going to be going, where's that magician looking down at their watch? So I would show up 20, 25 minutes early, right about the time they were maybe going to start thinking about it. I always stayed a little bit late. So all of these were about creating confidence. And I asked this audience of entrepreneurs, how many of you do basically what I just described as my 12-year-old business model? You know, well, not that it's 12 years old, but from a 12-year-old mm-hmm. kid's business model. And all of them raised their hand. And I said, exactly. Those are the basic tenets in business. We want to create confidence. That's how you stand out. That's how you differentiate yourself. No, it's, it's funny. Uh, we didn't talk about this, but I did a, the magic shows at 12, too. And I charged, uh, I'm trying to remember what it was, 25 to $50. Mm-hmm. But I, I think we did a split test here, you and I, because I didn't write the thank you notes, nor did I call and make sure. I did everything else, I arrived on time and so on. I did about one to two a month. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't get the publicity, got the front page of the local paper and all that. It was a great experience and so on. But I think one of the mistakes, too, that we as entrepreneurs, we think we're delivering a great experience. And, you know, we're leaving out just these little nuances that you just shared with me that, you know, I'm going, geez, of course I should have done that. And, you know, I'm going, why didn't mom tell me? But anyway, <laughs> now, don't you find that to be the case? Yeah. Well, a lot of times that, you know, because. As we're all, whether you're selling widgets or whether you're doing professional services, more and more it's getting hard to tell us apart. And those little nuances can be just huge differentiators. Yep. And my dad was a salesperson, so he knew how to do that. He sold insurance and eventually got into the food service business, and, and he was good at that. You know, the differentiators are really common sense. They're Unfortunately, they're not always so common. If you think 
about what makes great companies so great and you really take a look at it, they're doing the basics. I'll give you an example. Uh, Lexus, who's recognized as one of the top, top automobile brands in the world. Uh, J.D. Power uh, did a study about what makes great brands in the automotive industry great. And they said, well, Lexus had it down. Basically, when you call and make your appointment, it's easy to make the appointment. When you come in for the appointment, uh, the rep you know, who's working at the dealership is expecting you. Uh, they tell you what time your car is going to be finished, tell you how much it's going to cost, and guess what? They call you to tell you it's finished, usually ahead of time. And when you pick up the car, it's not only serviced, but they've cleaned it as well. They've given you back a nice, clean car. Now, according to J.D. Power, and I would agree, that's pretty much common sense. But why is it with that, just the very basics, so few of those automotive dealerships are actually delivering on those basics. And again, to me, it's common sense that's not always so common. Well, it is. And one of the things that I think we see over and over again as we think through the client experience is, you know, we're, we're so good when they're a prospective client. Well, and maybe not all, but most are pretty good there. And then as we, you know, they become a client, you know, that experience changes because we're, it's so, you know, I talked about as we did the introduction that delivering a client experience is number one, you have to do well. And the second is getting more people to raise their hand to explore working with you and word of mouth marketing, referrals, references, you know, those are so critical to client experience, but we're off to the next game as entrepreneurs so often rather than staying focused on the client experience and recognizing a lifetime value of clients. Right, and what you're saying is a big mistake for others to make because uh, somebody once told me, I believe it was a friend of mine, Dr. Larry Baker, lived in Atlanta, said the most abused customer is the sold customer. You know, once you've got them, what are you, you, know, you going to do? You need to nurture that relationship. Uh, you can't expect that people are going to stick around if you don't pay attention to them. And today, uh, there's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of competition. And if you don't do what's necessary to maintain that relationship, somebody, somebody's just going to come by and take that, that customer or client from you uh, that fast. Um, it, I, I was, I was going to tell you a story. It's an old joke, actually. But I think I'll leave it for another time. Because, But it is basically this. Once you have that customer, you want to keep that customer. Statistics show uh, it costs, depending on which statistics you look at, anywhere from five to 12 times more uh, expense to get a new customer than to keep the existing one that you have. And so, existing customers do what you talk about. Create word of mouth marketing for you. They end up buying, again, repeat. But more importantly, they don't only repeat, they also tend to buy more than the typical customer who's just doing business with you for the first time or two. So, so Shep, help help me out and help out, you know, our fellow entrepreneurs. I mean, you know, as I'm listening to you, I'm going, okay, I got it. I, I totally agree. I mean, this is stuff that I know I need to do. I've got a few businesses and I'm going, okay, um, am I writing my thank you note? <laughs> you know, you're going through the whole part. And I'm going, how do I get started? Because, you know, obviously, if you've got a successful business now, most of the entrepreneurs listening or watching us today uh, have successful businesses, some very successful, and they're going, okay, I know, you know, I've got to raise the bar and do all this, but how, how do I get started, you know, with all my whole team and everything sure. to make sure this is happening? Well, several things come to mind. Uh, the first is, regardless of how big or small your company is, 
the vision for, and, and we're, since we're talking about customer service, it starts with the leadership. It may start with, if it's a small company, it may start at the very, very top. But leadership defines it. They must then communicate it. And then they must train their employees to it. And by the way, it's not training something, it's not training people once. It's not training, you know, training isn't something you did. It's something you do ongoing. And you have to maintain that. Uh, at the same time, once it's being trained, the leadership has to demonstrate it. My favorite example of this is Walt Disney he used to walk through the theme parks. If he'd see a piece of paper on the ground, he'd stoop down, pick it up, and throw it away because he knew that every other employee or cast member, as they called them at Disney, mm -hmm. was watching him walk through the park. And if he didn't model the behavior, no one else was going to follow along. He called it stooping to excellence. Stoop down, pick up the paper, pick up the trash off the ground, and throw it away. So he would demonstrate it. He would defend it, or uh, the leadership needs to defend it if they see it going off course, if they see somebody not doing what the expectation is or what the culture is all about or what the service vision is about. They need to correct it. That doesn't mean they need to berate somebody or, or no, make it a teaching opportunity. Uh, you'll find out soon enough if that person's the right person to stay in the job, but give them an opportunity to learn. And then finally, if it's all working, you need to celebrate it. You need to delight in it. You need to have uh, let people know that you appreciate the good work that they're doing because it's paying off. Now, I, you know, I was looking at the your book. We're going to go over your book's uh, resources later, but I, looking at the first two uh, endorsements, and one was from the CEO of Zappos, and the I, second was from the Ritz-Carlton. I think of... Almost every presentation I've heard on client experience, those are two of the leaders. And you know, I want to go through maybe the process where you started with vision. How do leaders get vision you know, on the ship? How, how do they make that ha happen? Because, I mean, you know, I've sat in, uh, I've been on boards, I've had multiple companies, and you know, we'll sit down to go over client experience. It's pretty easy to drift off that. You know, how, how do they create that vision of, of excellence as, you know, as Tony and Hearst have done? Well, the, the problem is it's not difficult to create the vision. It's difficult to get everybody aligned with the vision. And there's a big difference. So let's talk about the vision. By the way, there are plenty of companies out there that don't have a good customer service vision. And we know who they are. I mean, you, I mean, yeah. Well, I did I call. I called one today that uh, the amazing <laughs> thing was, I, I'm not going to say their name. I'm tempted to. But they said that they're just, their lines are too busy today, so they're not accepting any more calls. And as we're recording this, this is in the morning. <laughs> it's kind of like, you got to be kidding me. I never heard that message. So there are opportunities. Hopefully, you're, if you're one of the leaders, you're listening to that. Yeah, on yeah. This. You yeah, should be ashamed of yourself. The recording is, uh, thank you for calling. Your call is no longer important to us. <laughs> yeah. no, you know, the thing is, they said it was important, but we apologize. We've got too many calls, so we're not going to oh, be able to call no. you today. And isn't here. that like, ridiculous? It, you know, your call is important to us. Please stand or please hold for the next available agent. Your current hold time is 94 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, my call is not that important at that point. Um, you know, that's a real problem. That's, by the way, you know, and I know it, we're going to get off tangent here, but that's, by the way, why great companies are setting up uh, different channels for customers to engage customer support. And in that, you know, recording, hey, it's, it's busy right now. Can we make a suggestion that you go on our website and look for, your, for the answer to your uh, question there? Because so many good companies are setting up great 
self-service support issues. So back to your original question, how do these leaders uh, get the vision? And I think I'll go back to, and we'll mention another great name of, you know, who's a customer service legend in business, and that's Nordstrom. Somebody once asked one of the Nordstrom uh, member, family members, how is it that their people, the, the employees, are trained so well? What do they do to train them to get them to, to do what they do? And the response was perfect. It was, we don't train them. Their parents train them. We just take what they already know and make it work for our system. So first and foremost, I'll say that the vision that a leader has may come from prior experience. It may even come from the way they were brought up. But that vision, if it's a good vision, it's brought to the, to the front somehow. Once it's there, and I mentioned the word communication, um, it needs to be communicated. I just had lunch with a guy today, great company. His company's called Dialect. Uh, his name is, uh, well, it doesn't matter, but Dialect is, is the name of the company, and what they do is they walk into a boardroom and they can prove to the CEO that, guess what, none of your board members, none of your executives are in line with what your vision is. They can't, they can't recite it. They can't tell you exactly what it is. I mean, some might be able to, but overall, they find that there's a lot of gaps, and people just you know, aren't executing on it. So the goal is to get everybody into alignment. They've got to believe it. The simplest way, in my mind, is to create a mantra or a vision statement. One word, or I mean, not one word, one sentence long. I, I know a company that did it in one word. You mentioned the Ritz-Carlton, my yeah. favorite mantra. We're ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. And that's what they call their motto or their credo. But it's just one sentence long. Um, Ace Hardware, who is the focus of my recent book, simply because... Not so much that they're a rock star, but they are solid as a rock, winning all kinds of awards and overall delivering an amazing customer service experience. One word defines them, and it's helpful. And if you want to get wordy, they're the helpful hardware place, you know, mm -hmm. four words. But, uh, you know, the, uh, the whole idea is make it so simplistic and so easy that it's easy to execute on. Yeah, and, and you know, as you're saying that, what we're seeing over and over again Shep, is that they're, I mean, I, I think uh, when you say Ritz-Carlton, I mean, my wife and I, that's probably our favorite hotel, the Four Seasons. I mean, they're very similar. But what, what you know, ladies and gentlemen, I, can, I you know, knew that line instantly. Everyone knows it, and they, they live it. And there's not this 500-page handbook. Uh, you know, Ace, I'm, I'm less familiar with. My wife is actually more familiar with that. And, you know, it's just, you know, it, it's you, the guys who get it, they get that vision. But then the next step is entrepreneurs. Okay, we got to communicate it. You talked about, you know, how do we don't, do we bring it down with a stone tablet to the teammates? Almost. Okay. Yeah. You know, it, it, you know, how do you do it? Well, I think you have to have a meeting to, or, or some type of an announcement, but, if it's just an announcement, all it is is like the theme of the day or the theme of the month. You have to actually say, this is what we're going to do over a period of time. You know, Tony Shea, and you mentioned Zappos. Mm -hmm. Tony Shea is an amazing guy because he not only understood the concept of great customer service, but he understands how to create the culture. And he actually has these non-negotiables, that's what he calls them, that if you are hired to work at Zappos, you have to be willing to fit within this framework of, of a personality or a characteristic, they're non-negotiable because we'll hire you for all 10 and we'll fire you if you're missing one of them. 
And he goes a step further and says, hey, I want you to come in. If you think this is a great fit, come in. After a couple weeks of training, they offer the people an incentive to leave if they don't think it's going to work because they don't want to spend any more time training and getting the wrong person there. And then, as you may or may not know, at the end of each year, do you know what they have at the end of each year? They have a culture book. I, the, I have a few of them, as a yeah, matter of fact, because the they make it available to everybody. Yeah, and it's really cool. And we we do a version of that for our clients, and we focus on the customer service side of it. But Tony says, "Hey, what do you like working about it, working here at Zappos? What's what's you know what's your thing? Why is this important to you to be working here?" And every employee is required to share their story, and it gets published into a book that every employee has and is available to the public. And what we do on the customer service side is we say every week, and we believe it should be every week, everybody turns in a card. I wish I had a card in front of me to show you. It's basically an index card, a large index card, and it says moments of magic across the top. And we want everybody in our organization, and this is what we teach our clients as well, to write down an example of when they've created a moment of magic, a positive customer service experience for one of their customers, be it even an internal customer, if that's who they're primarily working with, or the outside customer, client or guest, whatever you want to call them. And every week, we start off our little group meeting here with that positive focus where, hey, let's hear what your moment of magic is. And it's cool that we can actually create best practice manuals based on the best stories that our people here are sharing uh, in our meetings that are happening with, with our pretty no, cool. I, I love that. I, I hadn't heard that before, Shep. And the, the whole concept, you know, positive focus is, is critical, but you've really gone down to, you know, that magic moment. We all have these moments of truth as entrepreneurs. And, right. you know, we, we can make them less than magic pretty easily. And what an opportunity. Why don't we go a little further and, you know, training. I mean, you're one of the experts in the world on training this. And, so, I mean, I've, we've got our vision, we've worked through that, we've communicated now, it's not the idea du jour, it's gonna be, you know, we're, gonna, we're in this for the long haul. Okay, so often I see firms that say all that, they get to that point and then they stop and they expect the world to change and they haven't really empowered, you know, the group, they, they don't really know what it is or how to do it. How, how, how do you help organizations like that? Well, first and foremost, uh, as I mentioned, training isn't something that you did, it's something you do. And it doesn't always have to be customer service training. But many companies have small departmental meetings or depending on the size of the company, it may be a whole company meeting on an ongoing basis. Regular small meetings, you know, they may only be 15 minutes long. And I always suggest that you take three minutes, four minutes and just share something related to customer service. But let's go back to the very beginning. When somebody's hired and they're onboarded, they have to be brought into the culture. And if it's a culture of service, I don't care how much experience they've had in the past, you need to train them to your particular culture. What your favorite training program is or what your favorite customer service program is, get them into it. And then it, there should be little chunks of it that are given to them over an extended period of time. Now, that card that I talked about, that moment of magic card, that keeps customer service front of mind. Very important. We actually, and you and I talked about this prior to us starting the interview, we talked about online learning. What a great way to take small chunks of content. Uh, and it, it could be customer service. It can be related to anything uh, that you want to stream ongoing to your people. But the key is that they're seeing it. It's over and over again. It's repetitive. Uh, you're, you're living it. And when you do the right thing, your manager, your supervisor, 
the leader of the company is saying, hey, you did a great job. And as I mentioned before, you're celebrating that positive action. No, and it's what I love is it's there. You know, it's there when you need it. So when somebody's ready to be a student to, to look at an area, or you can have scheduled, obviously, uh, when it's going to be done, but it's there. You know, Shep, let's, let's go. I want to just hit the last two before we mm -hmm. go into the segments. You know, we talked about demonstrate and defend it. Okay, yeah. This is a big part of you know, leadership, but also the whole team's got responsibilities here. Yeah, so the, the demonstrate, I already mentioned the Walt Disney example, but the defending is if you see somebody not doing what they're supposed to be doing, you've got to step in. And by the way, I don't think that's just leadership's responsibility. The actual uh, uh, example that I use in the book came from a hotel. Um, I think if I didn't use it from the book, I've written about it before in an article. Most of the examples I use in the book were focused on that role model. But here's what happened. Um, yeah, there was a hotel that was down in Austin, Texas, and they had a policy that you uh, only, uh, because people, were, they were uh, quite away from the airport, and people would drive to the hotel and jump on the shuttle to go to the airport because the hotel provided shuttle service. The policy was, and it's a reasonable policy, that you have to be a guest of the hotel to use the shuttle, right? Mm -hmm. Just a free shuttle. And I had checked out of the hotel, and I was dealing with a new employee, and I went to the front desk and said, hey, I need to get a shuttle. And she said, what's your name? And I gave her the name. She looked. She said, I'm sorry, you're not a guest at the hotel. <laughs> I said, well, I, I checked out earlier today. She said, you know, I'm really sorry. If you're not a guest of the hotel, you can't use the shuttle. I'm going, wait a minute. There's a major disconnect right here be, between what's reality and what's <laughs> what the intention is. And with within a moment's notice, there was a gentleman that was standing right next to her and said, and explained to her exactly what was going on, that, that this is what the intent, and she like, she felt bad, but at the same time, she was praised and say, look, we know what you were trying to do, you're doing it, you just need to understand the system. We laughed about it when it was over, but there was an opportunity of a fellow employee, a peer, not a supervisor, jumping in to help somebody to defend their culture. No, that's great. And that's a super story. And I, I could see somebody really going overboard and making sure you do not get on that shuttle. And, right. You know, we got to be careful. The leadership may have been very clear and articulate, but we don't get every opportunity there. Let, let's go. I want to go to the next segment, which is the uh, one of the my most popular is the book of the day. Okay. And, and, don't want to let you off easy. We already mentioned the book, and I, you know, I, I, you know, you're. Tell me about your most recent book here. And I'm gonna put it up on screen. Sure. Uh, the most recent book is Amaze Every Customer Every Time. It's 52 tools to create the most amazing customer service on the planet, uh, and all it is, it, it, it gives you. It starts out with some background on some of the books that I've written in the past and my basic concepts that go from book to book to book and speech to speech if you hire me to speak to your group. Uh, but what I did is I said, what if I could come up with a bunch of new concepts and a few older ones, but redone uh, to keep them up to date and find one company that represented all of this. But I wanted to find a company that wasn't the obvious Zappos.com. They're amazing. Ritz Carlton, amazing. Uh, four Seasons you mentioned, and you can talk about Amazon, and you can talk about Apple, and you can talk about these great companies. Well, how about another company, Ace Hardware? And what intrigued me about Ace is that they're a big company, multi-billion dollar corporation enterprise. And then they have all these individually owned stores. There's about 4,600 stores in 70 countries. 
over 3,000 owners. Many of those owners own just one store. Some own two or three. A few own a few more, but, but generally they're very entrepreneurial in nature. Yet the ratings overall, not all stores, but you know, as you look at most of them, the ratings are off the chart. In their industry, they're number one, according to J.D. Power, eight years in a row for customer satisfaction. That's amazing. Profitability and growth and everything, they compete against big competition like Lowe's and Home Depot, and they do well. So I look to them to help me create examples that any entrepreneur in any type of business or any major business in any, any type of industry could use these ideas and these examples and strategies and tactics to enhance their customer service. Now, what I like uh, so much about the book, and I've just had a chance to leaf through it because I did buy it today as we were talking Ed, earlier, and the, the amazing part is how tactical you are versus so many books are big concept. This is, I mean, there's 52 ways of implementing uh, versus just thinking about this stuff. And for fellow entrepreneurs, I mean, that's going to be greatly appreciated because you can go out, you know, you don't have to execute all 52, but find those that are applicable for you and run with it. Let's go to the next segment of the sure. day. And by the way, we talk about uh, don't just uh, read the book. We want you to use the book. We suggest just open up and you'll hit one. And, by, and I love the way you said it. Strategy is theory, concept. You're looking at it from way up above, but tactical are the how-tos. Whenever I do a speech, if I don't give people how-tos, no matter how funny I am or engaging I am, if it's just concept and strategy, people are let down. They agree with it, and then they would say, well, tell me how. How do I do this? Yeah. How do I make it happen? So anyway, go ahead. No, I see that all the time. Uh, you know, it is just so powerful having that. But let's go to the next segment, which is the application of the day. And what um, you travel, I travel, every one of our entrepreneurs travel a bit. They all use smartphones. What's something that you like? Shep, that uh, you'd recommend to your fellow entrepreneurs? Sure. Uh, I think probably one of the best travel apps is TripIt Pro. Uh, TripIt is a great, you can get the regular TripIt at no charge. Um, and I also like Flight Update Pro. Some of them do the same thing. But TripIt Pro, whenever I get a reservation, I just simply uh, send it to plans at tripit.com. And because it knows it's coming from my email address, it then somehow magically if you will uh, puts in my flight arrangements and everything and it just brings it all together and it's really nice because i can track if my flight's on time uh it saved me when it shows me alternative flights to my destination when flights are running late i think that's a great app um, another app that i like it's tied to my phone system i use something called eight by eight i think it's eight x eight dot com but i can up too uh, here What's that? I'm going to pull it up as well, so it's on the oh, okay, screen now, good. too. Tell me how you're using it. Well, what's cool about it is that no matter where I am in the world, if I open up my 8x8 app, it actually ties into my phone system at my office. So I know my, my phone rings or buzzes when a phone call comes in. Uh, and if I want to call somebody back, I just call them back from anywhere in the world with my mobile phone, yet it looks like it's coming from my office phone uh, because it's an extension. It literally is an extension. Just like you have phone extensions, you know, you know, let me connect you to 101 or 102. It's an extension of my regular phone. It's very cool, and it's really inexpensive uh, from the standpoint of making these international long-distance calls. No, it, it is amazing what you can do with technology, and that's one of the reasons why we asked that, and those are two great ideas. 
Uh, let's go to the next segment. And this is all about resources. And I know you are a guy that's big on execution. Mm -hmm. Tell me about some of the resources at your websites. Uh, the resources on my websites? Yes. What we think available? Well, I well, mean, let's go. Why don't I pull up first, uh, Shep? Why don't I go to the customer focus one? Okay. So the customer focus is a great resource if you're interested in customer service training for your organization. Again, large or small. We have live trainers uh, that will go on site and facilitate my content and share that and teach that. We also have the online version, which is also a fantastic way to reinforce a message because you know then you have access to this material 24 hours a day, seven days a week for an extended period of time. Uh, if, if you need a refresher three months later, you just pull it up, go through the course again. It's fantastic. Well, and the other thing I really liked, you showed me the uh your virtual training site too, right? And, and that, that's very online training. Yes. So if you can actually get to it through the customerfocus.com, but that actual site is Shepard, S-H-E-P-A-R-D. That's my full name, by the way. My parents actually named me Shepard. Can you imagine growing up like that? It was good. Oh, but Shepard. Hey, they took good care of you during the magic show. You gotta yeah, give them a break here now. They drove me everywhere. So, but shepherdvirtualtraining.com. Uh, we'll take you directly to the virtual training site where you'll learn about our online programs. And uh, it, again, it's a great way to reinforce how important customer service is. It's a great onboarding uh, strategy. As soon as somebody comes on uh, to work with you, it's like you want to put them through some customer service training. You know what? Put them through this program. We suggest you can do it in a short period of time, but we think you should take it in little chunks over eight to ten weeks so it becomes a process, not just an event. And uh, it's, it's just very, very powerful, great retention. We've had phenomenal results. Uh, I'm just, I haven't even read it yet, but my assistant came in. She said, you've got to read this page. And uh, a client just sent me a full page of comments from all of their uh, employees that have taken the course and are just loving it and reaping the benefit from it. Yeah, that's super. And let's, let's go one more. I'm gonna go to your website that uh, if somebody's interested in your speaking, at hiking.com. You do a, I'm assuming you do a huge amount of keynotes. You're out there, it looks right. like. Well, huge is a relative term. Yeah. Uh, so you go to hiking, H Y K E N.com, and uh, you'll find more about what I speak on, which is customer service. But you'll also see on that site, there's over 350 articles that I've written. And uh, I also include my favorite articles of the week. If I read, I, I read. 10 articles a day and I take my favorite five articles and I consolidate them and uh, say, hey, here are my five favorites from last week. So there's hundreds of articles and resources on there. Even if you aren't interested in hiring me as a speaker, it's a great place to go to get information. Just it, you know, click on the, the blog you know, link at the okay. top and you can type in a search term that you're looking for and you know, who knows what you'll find. But yeah, if you're, you're interested in having me come out and do a presentation, we'd love to talk to you about it and there's all kinds of information. The video that everybody loves to watch is this, a story of a cab driver. And we know that clients are actually, or actually I wouldn't call them clients, people that would like to be clients are just taking the video and showing it to their people. That's totally cool. I want people to use the site. Uh, it's, it's some tremendous resources. And let me play back the next segment. The key takeaways that I'm watching. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna go back to your, your whole model of really putting together, you know, making sure your firm 
know, as an entrepreneur, fellow entrepreneur, how you're doing it, what, what we each have to do, and, it, and this is all about action. Both Shep and I are big believers. We can talk about these things, but as a member of AES Nation, it's about execution. First thing is vision. You gotta get clarity of what you want to accomplish. And then you've gotta create that communication so everybody's aligned. And uh, you know, a mantra, uh, it, just, it doesn't have to be. I don't know if we can all get it down to one word, but certainly one sentence. Then train. I think the training part is so many people want to excel at work. They want you know, to help their entrepreneurs be really successful, make it that den in the universe, Steve Jobs, but they, they're not sure how to do it. You've got to give them that opportunity. And then you've got to provide the leadership and inspire your rest of the team to both demonstrate it and defend it. Shep, this has been great. I really appreciate your time today in helping our fellow members. We're going to have all the transcripts at AESNation.com, show links. You know, don't hesitate to go there. There's some other great resources so that you can make a difference, not only for your current clients, but all those future clients. They're counting on you. Wish you the best of success. Thanks so much for having me. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com